This meeting is being recorded. Yeah, that's the good kombucha. Hey, Grotto, how's it going? We're back uh, recording on a Friday. Feels good, feels right. Got the whole crew in. Threes is back in Brooklyn. Got Crouton, got Looch. And I think this is back to school special, right, Threes? Yeah, that's what I think. I think we need it. I think, we, you know, it's one of those things where your your first assembly back is reminding you, you know, where the bathrooms are type shit. It's a half day. Yeah, it is. It's very much a half day, uh, which which is fitting because we've got uh, one game next week. There you go. So it's the, 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 the second part of the matchup for week nine and ten. Or excuse me, we uh, games nine and ten, weeks five and six. So, so it's going to be just one game. Uh, should feel exactly identically to what it was, um, you know, last time around. Obviously, there'll be a, n- a new wild card element. Uh, it was three missiles are going away. Um, you know, we'll have something to come back to. Okay, uh, we'll do Valentines. We'll do Gelt. We'll do oranges. We'll do bulk burns. We'll do holders. Threesies. There won't be any Gen Three Threesies wheels, okay? Um, but we'll we'll do all of that stuff. Kind of not going to roll our trait of purchased. <laughs> um, yeah, purchased is the only trait. <laughs> um, so so yeah, it, it's um, it it should be just getting back to to the swing of things, right? Um, it, it's. Look, we had people, a lot more people take off the All-Star break, I think, than than uh, we expected, like taken off. Like, And I think the math just, uh drops speak to that, right? A lot, a lot of people are like, hey, man, summer. Just, just fucking sleeping in, slamming some Mountain Dew, going to the lake with my bros. Uh, sorry matches no time for that shenanigans so uh it'll be interesting if we have a hangover from that i think i did think um you know what was there about it was it was kind of funny that we had the same success rate on the first two i wonder you know but obviously on to the third because the first two i think had 29 each finished and we actually saw better results on the second one like 47 submitted um so you know half the class blipped but yeah. half the class was here uh yeah half the class but, but was, for nine to come through uh i was i i thought that number would be a little bit higher for sure i i think it speaks a lot to who's, I, who's used to looking at these things i would just commend people on not sharing the answer i think is one of the big things it showed is that people actually followed that rule yeah, I think Sucker Punch and Correo uh, absolutely uh, <laughs> are right in the heat of it. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to judge. Maybe they're like uh, old wind talkers. <laughs> What's the old code thing from World War II? That wind yeah. talk. Yeah. That's it, Nick Cage movie. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. Uh, monsters sure showed up. Monsters were like five of the nine. Nice. Something like that. So good job, monsters. Um, I got stumped on the third one. I I had the the first two took me a day or two to kind of mull over them, but that third one, man, 
I, I, something I just didn't click. Correo finished. I don't see Sucka on the on the finish. They didn't. They, they didn't, didn't double up. No. Kels, Voxel, me, Baba, Baloney, Correo, Crouton, Bernie, and good old Merit Badge Marauder. Okay, well that that, that makes me feel a little bit better. I I saw uh, Sucker Punch and Correo on the other two. Hey, dream in the house, rookie rookie uh, back from summer break here, all star break. Uh, did you participate in the rookie all-star events dream uh dream are you, you got anything to say putting her to the mic but yeah it's not uh well you know what she Cat's got her tongue fit, she would fit right in with the grotto so that's this is just like a regular lfg here thanks for <laughs> thanks for showing up dream i see you in the side there you were definitely here you she's just a- here so she doesn't get fined <laughs> exactly um but no no i look Speaking of Kitch's uh, deal there, I hated the the matches uh, changed the, the I and the D and idea to like give it away. I thought that was a, that was like too easy. Well, I saw that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what it was about, and then it clicked, and I got that far. I got all the all the names out, but didn't realize that the number after the colon was how many letters to go next. Like that's that's where I got hung up. Every so time I break down the solution, I'd be like. Oh, really? We were supposed to notice that part and put that together? <laughs> I, I would always like, I would always pick like two out of four of the things and run with it. But like, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, this meant this. I'm like, neat. <laughs> I, I was talking to Ratro on Sunday in Vegas. Uh, and and he was like, I was, I was proud of him. He goes, yeah, I knew right away it was a website when I saw it. And so he was like, once I knew that, I was like, I actually just counted out like the threesomes.com. Because I figured that was it, and then I was just worked like the end part. <laughs> so, good for him. Oh, that's yeah. good call. I did. I, I really loved the the matches. He hit me up. He's like, "Hey, can you put this on the website?" I was like, yeah. "I love it." I was talking. I think it was maybe it was Crouton. Was it you? Or I was like, "I know this would have been a little more work, but if you would have done like three extra like dummy pages that were just slight, like if you missed up one character, that they would absorb you into the thing and have like the wrong map, and so you could see like." who fucked up like one ID or something um, like that would be a little much, but like as, as a, like a catch all for people who like assume they knew where it was going, you could like get in there. Yeah. I, I liked them. I, I thought they were fantastic. And like I said, I, I, the, the grotto was very much in summer mode, um, which is sort of sad, but really uh, big props to the nine of you. They got all three, right? Well, you know, it probably won't matter. It's probably just completely pointless. And there's no, <laughs> absolutely nothing, you know, that will ever come of this. It was just wasting. It was really kind of a four corner situation in basketball, just killing clock, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right, Truton. Yeah. Um, especially given, um, you know, how often I'm just like, yeah, go ahead and use my artwork. Yeah. Right. Just another, another in a long line. Classic threes. Can we talk about the art real quick? Uh, because the dot pigeon, all three of your images of dot pigeon overlaid on each other was quite the scene. I love that. Yeah, you like that one? Yeah. Um, I for me, uh, did he did he show it? Did he show the 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 chase? Fully? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's up. There's a lot going on in the chase. Like a lot, 
I, it, it, and that's it's sort of the beauty. Like it's one of these things where, you know, going into them and like zooming in and 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 just seeing all the little delights that he's put in there are very cool. I, I, I was taken aback. I like I, I love the chase. The when he the bedroom the monster thing. Like, I mean, just talk about one of those like stop you in your track moments where it's like, man, this is fucking cool. Like, right? Yeah. The yeah. amount of detail he's put into those and stuff like that. I, the whole thing was just a really fun thing, and it's just one of those like when you talk about what it takes to be a 33, what it's like to be someone in this project, what it's like to, you know, contribute in places where you can. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I also asked him if this was a Highlander situation and he would like had the head and power of the previous person who had done things like this, <laughs> just to absorb and be stronger. Um, but you know, it just, like, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It was, it was really good. And, um, I, I, it's one of those things where I'm I'm so glad that for those who participated in it, you know, and and I just hope that the ones that didn't, when as as things play out and as we go through, I mean, I hope it serves not as this like, oh well, you guys didn't do that, go fuck yourselves, but more of a, oh well, maybe I'll make a little more effort to do the next thing, you know. Um, I think we we get a little chip chip on the shoulder syndrome every once in a while when we miss when the Grotto misses things, and they're like, "Well, then I guess I just have to sit it all out." And right. it's like, no, there's so much. Like, get back on the fucking horse. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think that's and that's kind of what I I think we're going to see here in in the second half of the season, is like, yeah, things change. And you didn't do necessarily the things you needed to do to put yourself in, in position right now, but there, there's a thousand more opportunities down the road. Why keep going? Well, I guess I just don't, I guess I'm just a guy that misses things. There's always a chance at another banner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I will tease a little something ahead of uh our back to season um but it's not gonna you're not gonna feel it yet this week because this week is the second game of a double header basically a split double header right um but when we get on to the next double header okay so games uh 11 and 12 and going forward 11 through 18 there'll be a slight different feel same way we did uh season nine there were some changes that came on the back end of season nine uh, in some of the elements that were in play and how they were measured and, and all of that, right? And I think it's always good to remember, and we I said this at the beginning of the season, right? It's a dynamic and fluid thing as we go. Uh, and there will be, you know, there'll, there'll be some differences. By the time we get to week seven, uh, there'll be some things that feel very different, but they but they don't also. Right. Like none, none of the things will, will be something that you can't even fathom. But but it's going to be a, a touch different. And I think um, it's one of the beauties of of the way we, we we run the project. Right. Things do evolve. It allows us to to sort of, um, you know, recognize uh, hiccups and, and, and move into new things when when better opportunities are presented. Yeah. So everybody needs to be prepared that that, yeah. Week seven will not look identical to week one through six. Okay, it's consistent with exactly how. And, <laughs> well, that's consistent 
with how we've always done things here. You've always said, you know, just because we've done things one way, one time does not mean it will always be that way. So this is an extension of that. So yeah. look forward to hearing it and, and seeing it. And uh, yeah, always exciting. So it'll we'll, be great. We'll, we'll tackle that on, on the pod next week. Um, you know, that's where we'll debut it and, and, and talk through it. And it's always great to do it with you guys, you know, asking the questions along the way. And speaking of asking questions, um, really, as we get back to, to this season, uh, and this is a good a good moment to 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 address the way that the season was played and and to say remind ourselves where we are. But if there's any, any I want to open this up, make it like a town hall for the three of you to ask questions about season ten, also about just the broader project. And of course, we always avoid uh, future utility questions because it's so funny. We used to have to say that every day, right? And we haven't said it in like eight months, right? Um, but but yeah, so let's uh, let's just have you guys you know jump in on any of it, and, and so specifically anything around season ten and and some you know if you want even my feedback on some of the way it went early on, um, you know it might be a good time to do a little like uh, franchise rundown or something along those lines. Um, but what do you guys got for me, Crouton? You got something, or or Luch, you got something? Both of you sort of moved at the same time. Go ahead, Go for Yeah, yeah. Go for it. All right. All right. <laughs> look, at, look how polite we are. Constantly deferring to one another. Um, okay. My question would be, you know, we've had our first chase now in Series 10. And before this season, a number of things changed that made series uh, Season 10 different from Season 9. Namely, it's possible to get more than one chase on one wallet that not all of the cards are the same series and that the addition sizes vary from day to day. All of those factors, as well as you encouraging us not to Pendleton conundrum things, uh, I thought would maybe translate to less of that happening. Um, haven't seen the, the final numbers and the, uh, first chase meant but how did you feel it went what was your expectation and you know was that met or not well we go back like seven or eight episodes of this pod and i sat here for a whole two hours almost and sort of addressed the pendleton conundrum so where we is where we coined it luch coined the pendleton conundrum in that conversation and um, we urged everybody to listen to it. And we urged all team owners to really, and GMs to, to listen to that and figure it out. And uh, apparently that's one of the weeks that Kitch uploaded the wrong episode. Because I don't think anybody listened to that. Or if they did, they all thought, well, he's, he doesn't mean me. He, he's definitely, he's not saying I, I need to not do this. He must be talking about the rest of the people, but I'm good. I'm going to continue to Pendleton conundrum this. I mean, it didn't, it, I, I saw a lot, I saw a lot of, a lot of trades. I saw trades uh, made that just were blatantly Pendleton conundrum. You know, I think there was a lot of it. So I don't, I don't think people really pay attention. I think, I think, but I, my feeling is that it was a, Oh, he's not talking to me. Everybody, everyone's like, I get it. I, I'm sure that's, we, we don't want to do that. But if I do it, it's not going to hurt. And so, then you have a lot of people do it. To build on that, 
what did you see or would you do you have any examples you would see of like moves done right leading to it versus yeah that's a good question I, I i saw some where people were going okay i'm giving you a series three so i will take two series sixes and two series nines for your series three okay I saw that, and I think a, I a think, four to one, yeah, or those one, three to one, you know, five to two, whatever. I saw some concept of weighting them, but I saw for as many of those that I saw, for each one of those that I saw, I saw five that were series three for series nine, or or series six for series three, right? And I just want to be like, oh, really? Are we doing that now? Because I'll go into my collection right now and trade you all of my series nines for your series threes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we just saw it left and right. And we also saw like it all happening on the last day, which is another element of things where it's like showing up, showing up two hours before and saying, Hey, anybody want to do anything? It's like, what, 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 what measure of success do you think you're going to have here? <laughs> Even not having the cards in wallet, on the NFTs team, we had already figured out certain trades we were going to do and just waited till they got delivered and then did the swaps. So you definitely have to be ahead of the game there, even if you don't physically have it yet. We've done that for since series three. Time in <laughs> memoriam. Yeah. Yeah. I had my stuff lined up a month ahead. Right. Like, and I tried, I, we talked about it a little, I didn't overdo it because I didn't want to oversell things like I didn't want to like like we talk about that deep cut like okay do you really think like like just if we were to say for example if I decided I wanted to spread Gil out all over the place to get in seven more chases do I really not want to have twenty of those gills that I might have done to do the I other thing like there's a certain point where you got to say like these individually are also a thing like if you're like right there by the mountain and you can do a reasonable offer great. Um, I, I, one of the more interesting ones to play out, uh, it was interesting to watch for my perspective was me and Mark with a, um, I think it was a gill in a stand or something to where like, if you look at the, you know, they're both monsters ones, obviously more recent, but those additions are about the same. And then it comes down to like serial number versus, you know, like you gotta, you gotta consider a monster as a monster. And I thought that one was right in about where it's like no this doesn't feel like anybody's getting a short stick or something like this feels yeah. right even though we have that value we put on age and of course there's the two stand splits to where it's a little different from a like a 142 versus like a 150 or something but it was it was like there was there was some weird like there was a couple things you had to like consider like especially with part of the edition on ETH part of it on Tez like you there's those numbers that hit you um hit past your reason centers and hit like your emotion core a little more um that uh, that i thought were interesting to see play out but yeah like the what did, what did we see our our, our girl uh what, terry getting traded up for uh like don't don't trade don't trade for the bottleneck with your yeah. nines or you know yeah. and and we saw it repeatedly and i mean 25% of the chases were completed in the last few hours at 
ridiculous ratios. Yeah. You know? Um, and it becomes this thing where it's like, again, if I come to you right now and I say, I will give you a cat mom for every monster you have. <laughs> okay. I'm sold. Take it. Well, I'm in then, Kitch. Just give me a list. I'll send them over. <laughs> yes, I will send them over is uh, played out during this. <laughs> and, and on a lot of those, like, yeah, it's like, sure, if it's a certain one of those, if it's a Brie or a road trip or something, we're going to start talking, you know, like, yeah. uh, but there's a lot of it where it doesn't make the sense that. Yeah. And so we did, we had, we had this smaller Pendleton conundrum play out. Okay. Um, but like, there's no reason that we should have because we addressed it. We talked about it. And, and so I think, I, I think what we've done a little bit is, um, and it, it's this carryover from season nine that we really set about trying to counteract, but the birthright approach to chases is so wrong. Like no one deserves a chase. No one deserves to complete it. Like that's not you, like it's a chase. It's an action. It's you've got to go get it. And yes, we all want them. We want everything. Okay. But um, helping people to get things that they didn't make on their own, that they didn't complete, that they didn't do the things necessary is a, it doesn't help. It kind of hurts things, I think. And I think it puts us in a position where, you know, they're, they're not as uh, well-respected. Permission to go on a slight tangent here. Yeah. So Luch got me thinking, and, and this is a question for everyone here, but how do you guys view some of those error cards in addition count sizes? So like there's two stands, we have multiple subs that are split. It started maybe like how much do addition sizes really matter at all? Because it really depends on who has those cards at the end of the day, because I might end up correlating them, painting them, and those addition sizes are going to shrink over time. So like when you guys are thinking about trades and stuff like that, how much does that play into or like factor into your thought process on like there's two stands? Do I combine those and make one and one addition size out of that? Are these two separate cards completely? Dude, you're, you're the monster. I'll let, I got to defer to the monster on this. In one. my head, the first thing I got to get out of here is when the way Kitch said correlate. I was thinking about if you had like a paint that was coral. I want to correlate this one. I'm going to give you a, a gray and a coral and or two corals, and I'm going to correlate this card. Wait, did my did my southern accent come out? There was a little zing on the correlate, and I it it like I just ran with it, like it wasn't you, but like in my head, I started to go through this whole exchange of like, "Hi, threes, I'm going to correlate this series. They're going to all be painted." Every once in a while, Kitch does step back into Mayberry. What's <laughs> funny is it happens a lot when I've had a few drinks. Nothing to drink yet today, but I fall back into it. It happens every now and again. I don't. I don't even think it was that egregious. Correlate. Just, just one of those things where my head went. Um, so I, I can't. Off the top of my head, uh, X is 
don't have this problem, right? I don't um, believe so. No, it's there's the, no there are no variations. First time we're going to see this is when we see how painted subs come out, right? And so I am of the feeling that they're going to remain separated, and so there would be a five A painted or a five B painted type thing or something. I have set myself up to correlate both stands. Um, I didn't want to be left out in the cold on that, if that's how that works. Um, but I'm also not assuming. I just am preparing. Uh, your question is on addition size, more or less, though, right? And we had, I think it was May, we kind of talked a little bit about our fundamental feeling on that. But threes wasn't here for that. And so it's, I, I'm good with revisiting kind of how I approach it. Um, to me, addition size only comes into a play in the, in the situations where I don't have enough of the thing that I need or want, right? I, I would be happy. I'm very happy to have Gil. There could be a thousand gills and I'd still want gill. I'm not going to look at it like, oh, there's a thousand of these. What's the point? I fucking love gill, right? Like I do not, it doesn't enter my mind how I don't check the addition size of it other than making like I needed to on this last time of making an, or it wasn't even me making an opera. I was getting solicited with something and I wanted to make sure I represented it what I was looking for, right? And I tried to build something fair on the way back. So then you get to something like a Brie Van Arsen. There's now 10 of those after the paint, right? Maybe 11, I think. I think it was 11 and it'll be 10. 12. There's 12. 12, so then 11? Or was it? Well, 13 becomes 12. Okay, yeah. thanks. Um, I made sure to lock one of those down. Now, I don't care if there's 12 or if there's nine i care that i don't have enough to correlate one and keep one so that's that's where addition count matters to me is my ability to do the next thing with it and knowing whether or not i'm set up to achieve my own personal goals um and one of the things we talked about is like you know some of these like the rumble cards are one edition each right but it's not like saying it's not like a 3z when it comes to a one-on-one and it's not like the the series ones right there's addition doesn't always dictate you know use and things like that and that's always one of the things with this project right is like there's the art which is the main reason i'm here there's the utility which keeps it engaging and evergreen and you know further down a rabbit hole and drive desire and and things like that of of how do you build and strategize and things like that but for me i didn't enter the space as a rarity person uh when i you know i i got into you know certain projects i didn't care if my thing was the most rare or the least rare i was always an aesthetic person and and the same comes into play here. It's it's the art first for me by a mile. Um, but you have to consider 
edition size when you consider how does this work over the next five or 10 years or how does this work in the next year if something's on the horizon if we know you know like we knew we were about to correlate cardinale you know edition size mattered when you looked at the people who had them and when you looked at a certain item um you know you know and you saw that only one person had four of them or something edition size matters in that point because you have to get some off somebody to do what you're doing or earn some traits to get get an extra and things like that so that's does that answer what, what you were asking there or yeah I, and then, I think it does I want to hear Crouton's quick take on it and then I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to it sure I guess you know first and foremost as it relates to you know is Stan Johnson the same as Stan Thomas well I guess yeah without you know being evasive I think what I would say is that you know five one gelts is the same as a five gelt, but it's also not a five gelt. Um, so is a Stan a Stan? I think Stan's a Stan, but it's also not a Stan. Um, so <laughs> yes and no would be my answer to that. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but that's, that would be how I approach that. Um, I think they're the same until they're not. Situational, um, basically. Yeah, they're the same and they're not. Um, yes, they're both count for holder utility on an 009, for example, but I don't think that there's absolutely no difference between a Stan Johnson and a Stan Thomas. That's what I would say. Um, now, I don't know how they're different, but I, they're the same and they're different would be my answer. Okay. Um, and then as it relates to edition size, I think you touched on it. I know it's something I've talked a lot about, but um, while, while Lutz was talking, I actually just pulled a quick example. I think holder composition is a massively uh, ignored component here. Let's take an example. Skip Juts is currently an edition of 50. 24 of those editions are held by eight individuals. So pretty much half of them are held by eight people. Joni House is an edition of 54. 15 of those are held by six people. So there's much greater distribution of those. Um, where I'm going with that is I don't just consider the denominator when I'm looking at these things. Um, as Lucia said too, we know we're gonna correlate, we know we're gonna paint, we know that three of these traits can be used as get out of jail free cards, if you will. Um, but generally speaking, I think you can kind of eyeball and see what people are gonna do with respect to correlating painting less so. But um, the the component that I think a lot of people neglect to consider is how available something is. You know, Skip Jutz is, for example, you know, when you consider who has those 24, it's guys like Luch, it's guys like me, it's guys like Ratro. You're not going to get them, right? You're not going to get them because those guys don't sell. Uh, Dino, et cetera, you know, Razor, they're not going to sell. They're really not going to take, you know, your smorgasbord of, you know, coders in exchange for it. So when half of the editions are held by people who essentially won't take random offerings, you know, you start to think about the denominator of those differently. Sure, there's 50 skips and 54 jonies, but there are 
a different number of unique holders. And there are different, you know, likelihoods or propensities of people that are willing to sell that. So I, I don't think you can just strictly look at it uh, from a denominator position. And, and let's even talk about this season. Um, we've seen it with the monsters, even in, again, not, not the, every single one of those editions is the same edition size, but it was a lot harder to hit a Frank Howard than it was to hit a Gill. And that is a function of other things. Now, let's not forget that edition size is created, it's dictated by participation. And, you know, essentially game one and two was the bottleneck for the first chase. And Luch, were you the high water mark guy with seven or eight? I thought Retro was on one of them with nine. Okay. I was with six and then I worked to a seven okay. across we'll the two. So it was like, it was uneven. If mm -hmm. I remember the the thing, I think it was a nine five. And so like me and Retro could have kind of met like at that equilibrium. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think if I remember like kind of how it played it, I think you were close with like a six. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. So it was all right around there. And that's when you start to look at the, if this was the bottleneck and the people who are started out slower than they should have, those aren't about to shake on anything, you know, because they know where that it's, it plays at that point. Yeah. So, well, and actually maybe I'm looking at, I just pulled up object and they maybe even a better example is Milt Wilcox and Frank Howard on object. Again, I'm not taking into consideration the ETH, side of things but let's just keep you know apples to apples here as it relates to the number of milt wilcox's versus uh frank howard's it's virtually identical it's uh 103 to 100 103 frank howard's to 106 milt wilcox's but if you look at the number of people who have duplicates and the amount of duplicates that they have milt to uh, frank it is markedly different markedly different frank howard is much 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 more difficult to get your hands on than mill oh yeah and that, so so that's that's exactly the the holder composition that's that's the best proof that we can show is that the well they're roughly the same edition they're basically the same edition size yeah and yet you can't get a frank howard really can you well and this is the thing i i, I don't really go into to it that often as to how I structure this world so similarly to what happened in American baseball and American baseball cards, okay, um, historically. But there's a lot to it. I, I, I'm referencing things. I am setting in motion. Look, <laughs> on the way that baseball cards are created, modern baseball cards, okay, uh, are on sheets, okay? Uh, and they're printer sheets that that have a certain number of slots on them, a certain number of cards, okay? And the way that collation, which is the sorting of what you get randomly in the pack, uh, has played out traditionally is on the same machines that were built, you know, um, back in the 30s. Honestly, it was printers and, and cutters and then sorters and collators, right? And what that means is you would have on a, a, a traditionally in modern baseball cards being from 1952 on, right? You would have 
standards made basically all cards from like 1957 okay to 1991 were all produced identically like on the same machines on the same printers and presses okay and, and that standard was a sheet that holds 132 two and a half inch by three and a half inch cards that's 12 rows of 11 okay and so your sets typically would have numbers that sort of added up to that 792 was a, the highest like typical top set from the late 1970s up into the 19 early 1990s okay and that is exactly a set number of, of, of sheets that play out okay and what happens is when you do this if you're altering altering from these these like sizes these these counts okay uh what you have happen is so if 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 660 is the the amount of cards below 792 okay if you made a set that was 700 okay you're not going to make a blank sheet you're going to fill that last sheet up with duplicates of one of the others okay and so you'd have double printed or scarce printed editions Okay, and so over the run of cards, okay, you have series where there are more 1974 tops Dave Kingman's than there are 1974 tops you know, Vic Aubrey or whatever, okay? And you have these scarcities and you have like overabundance. I've always wanted to mimic that and I do it throughout. Okay, and you guys are helping me do that as we build out addition sizes and everything. Okay, but it it pays tribute to the fact that look, there are certain cards in certain years of tops cards that are far more scarce because fewer of them were printed. Okay, even in the distribution of a full year, you go back to like 1964, loss in 1964. People really into like card collecting would understand this but you would print fewer of the last series of baseball cards because it was competing with football season and so the kids only had a finite amount of money to spend okay they had to then decide were they going to buy the last series of baseball or the first series of football come september okay and so those are typically called high numbers in, in baseball card collecting, but your last series of baseball usually is a far scarcer print run, even though they're a part of the same set. Collect all five series, collect all seven series, okay? Collect your team set. Checklist will show all of the things you need to get to get everything, right? Um, but you have these scarcities built into the collecting. And so people trying to collect all of them, guess what? Some of them are harder to get, okay? Some of them are variations which is where the idea of the variations came into play, okay? It's a corrected error or it's a, a photo or something changed or whatever it has to be, okay? Um, and so in that realm, I, I've put a lot of that into this project from the beginning and we continue to have that. And so to me, addition size matters a lot, okay? And it's at times meant to make something that much more coveted okay or that much more plentiful 
keeping in mind, you know, you you guys both touched on it. You got to correlate. You got to paint. Okay. Not everybody's going to be able to do that. And you certainly can't. Hardly anybody can go back and do that in series two without threesies. Right. Either of those things. Uh, and so there are times where you get sort of a layout. You get a chance at something. Look, they're plentiful. You now have four of them. Pick up a fifth one, pick up a sixth one, because you're going to want to correlate, paint, and hold an original. This is your moment to do that. And I've heard you say it before, Crouton. You want to do, when you're given the chance to do these things, you want to do them down the road. It usually comes back, whether it's a math jizz puzzle piece or something that you should have done these things when you had the opportunity, right? And so, you know, I love, to me, it just tickles me where you get people pouting that addition sizers are high. Okay. And treating things like they're worthless. Okay. Without understanding that in a way that thing is more valuable to you because you're not locked in at only having one. We already know that the worst thing you can do is just get one of everything because you're handcuffed. You then have to decide, am I going to murder this thing and never have it again to get the new thing? Or am I going to miss the new thing? It's so it's amazing that I've heard, you know, those things still of like, well, this one I've got two of, so I can eat it or something, or I can do yeah. it. It's like this is like the golden opportunity. Like, how how can you not just be like it was the same opportunity when stands came out as the team card and there was over a hundred of them. It was like, give me every one of those fuckers you can get, you know, like keep them coming. Keep yeah. it's like it's like drinks at the table, like. Get them over here, like because this isn't happening. You right. know, I need, I need this, I need this, and then you'd still have the ones where it's like, I want to get a monster, not a stand, and it's like, oh, you love those, love those, and and now we've opened it up because of, of season ten, right? Crouton and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. We're going to start saying we're trading, you know, for cat moms, but only the old ones. You know? I mean, that, it, it makes sense from if you're trying to line something up, though, right? Like, I much more need, sir, you know, one through eight on the monsters than I do the later. Oh, oh no, absolutely. But it's but 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 the, the way that they were doing that with stands, like one a monster, but not a stand. They're going to be like one a monster, but not the new ones. Oh, you don't? You don't want the new ones? Okay. Let's see how older wheel for drop nine goes on next season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was um, a fun little tangent. Wow, didn't expect that history lesson, and I'm that was glad awesome. To get it. Yeah, yeah, that was great under the hood. Um, it was funny. Threes. Uh, I think you know who uh, Daniel Bryan is, or Brian Danielson, the wrestler. There was yes, there was a great press conference thing after their show at Wembley, or the show following the one at the Wembley, the one at Chicago the other night, where they asked him a question, and he did like this. He had this really conflicted. Like, how much under the hood am I about to let you? And he's like, look, so the magician thing, like, and it was like, because it was about like him working with his broken arm. And it was funny, like the same mental gymnastics I watched in his mind, you know, like as he's like, how do I deliver this story and still protect what I should be? I saw you that same like reaction in you on this. You know, and it was like that right amount of like under the hood and still like without giving away too much of the sauce, but like a great bit of history there to really help appreciate, you know, how much 
top to bottom, inside out detail goes into this, right? Like, you know, about how not accidental any of it is, right? Like, yeah. sure, there's pivots. There's there's times where you've been met with something you didn't expect, I'm sure. But like, stuff like that is awesome. I, I love that. I love that master, that knowledge over this this thing you've tapped into and the application of it. Like stuff like that is just, just so cool. It's like, yeah. I mean, look, I, that's, that's when I realized that I could do this, right. When I realized, Oh, I can make this whole world happen. I can create my own baseball cards <laughs> for my own concept. Right. When I realized that and I started looking at like how I wanted to approach that because baseball cards go back to the, the 1880s. Okay, as as daguerreotypes rather, right? It was basically like daguerreotypes that were printed in mass and collected being old photographs, right? But they were, you know, made. And so you go from a daguerreotype to fucking top shot. And it's like, where do I come in in that? And how do I make that work? And how am I, you know, true to it? And so um, it's it's always been very, very much there. And I'm very aware of it. And and but you guess what you don't do you don't go hey guys i'm dropping series two and as you know there's 132 cards on the sheet and so i'm going to change the, the addition sizes slightly as we go through these different series because you you, gotta, you know you don't do that right you gotta lay it all plus, out but i've, I've like through all of this baseball cards had to compete with football season you have to compete with like fuck render season there's like differences and like very true very true i feel like that right now Six i feel like right now Right now, I'm competing with with Series Two once again. All of Series Two is in fucking Korea right now. Yep, they're all in Korea right now. They are, and uh, nobody in Korea. They're they're doing panels, left and right. And as far as I know, nobody has raised their hand and said, "Can you explain what happened to the twelve and a half million dollars from the last drop that you had?" Because it, I ran the numbers and it's worth seven hundred twelve thousand dollars. If you know anybody have any idea what happened to the money nobody's asking that they just get to keep going along um and so you know i'm competing with that still it really is funny um but that's that's your fault for bringing back old series in series 10 like you did this to yourself right <laughs> um, self-fulfilling prophecy i know i'm i'm all for it i mean this is the thing there's never been a moment, only you guys, only the Grotto ever believed that, like, we weren't going to drop more monsters, you know, or that you couldn't conceive of how that was going to happen or when it would happen. I mean, that only the Grotto was surprised. I was not surprised that I'm bringing in more monsters in the series, in the season 10, because first of all, if you have a franchise that lasts for a hundred years, Okay. And you have 25 players on each of those 100-year teams, except not everybody plays every year, and people cycle around, and people get hurt, and people get traded, and people get moved around, and you have an average of like 33 players uh, that play on a team during the season, okay, for 100 years, and you got 30 fucking teams, and you got 30 correlated teams to those, okay? It's, you got more than nine monsters is what I'm getting at. 
I don't know what you're going to do with those uh, series too. There aren't many more NFT artists still out there cooking. So. Oh, there certainly <laughs> are. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to get a Lorna Mills. We'll get a Wombat. It's, uh, I, I always thought it was going to be team event, you know, like, but of course, then you get in the habit of like not expecting the things to play out the same way, right? Like you right. should do that. But well, the final thing I wanted to say about addition sizes, you know, I know this isn't related to base cards, but look, how about Valentine's? Which ones are most powerful? Is it the big one? Is it the large editions or the small editions? You know, you constantly are playing with these types of dynamics. And that isn't to say that the small numbered, you know, the small edition ones are not valuable. It's not to say that at all, but you know, they are in some ways more powerful and in other ways they're not. So, you know, we've seen in your universe where larger edition size equals good. So I think people's insistence that these quote, large numbers of stands and whatnot, or, you know, oh, Diacono, fuck that guy. You know, there's there's over a hundred of those. Who cares? Um, yeah, we've seen that time and time again. Well, and that's that's the thing. We, I understand that you're learning as we go and we're figuring stuff out, okay? Um, and I have a bit of an advantage over the rest of you, okay? Um, but I'm also better at trusting things to play out than I think you guys are. The, I think, I think the big thing that dropped in that changed some of that dynamic was the announcement of everything getting correlated. Um, had that been in the ether, like when I first got here, I probably wouldn't have tried to hit, like, I would like one of everything. Uh, I would have focused in sooner, right? Um, there was more of a, of a, like when Esteban, when Esteban first got here, did we know, we didn't know about correlation yet, right? So like, yeah, yeah, but people refused to treat, we, I announced correlation during series seven and explaining uh, everything's going to be correlatable. Okay. This, and I had to say, look, the first one, I'm going to tell you how this is going to play and we're going to defrock and then you know, and then you've got all of this. But everything, I said the same way that we just learned that everything will be painted, everything will be correlated. And so what happened is people with Esteban, they just refused to accept that he was a base card. Yeah. Well, that's why you put it on the quiz. Don't forget, you, you asked on the quiz, you put every single team event card and asked whether it was a base card. Or, you know, I can't remember what the other an event token or what. I can't remember what the three options were. But that was a very clear lesson yeah. uh, for anyone who took the quiz that, yeah, team event cards are base cards. Esteban Diacono is a full series two. It's also the description. It is not ambiguous. It, it says it's a full series two. Yeah, but I, th I think as the concept of correlating became more of a thing the addition size spread started to become less of a thing because stacks made far more sense um than you know holding one or two for for things right or thinking about your timeline um your timeline compresses once you start to look at a, at a series 
but our, our addition sizes were were always exactly proportional to the number of people involved and in participating you know and and so even there like you know we go back to i always tell that story about about del unser and people sure. getting that, it, that they all hit on the wheel right Ooh, 80 editions get that out of here gross and, yeah. I, and i'm talking about someone walking in and starting to collect as they go but right like it's yeah. it's it's just how you and once you start to pick that approach of how you're collecting and stuff i think it changed um yeah no i i definitely agree i think it, it does and and it's it's it also and this is something you know i'm glad we're having this conversation but um look there should be some scarce things mm -hmm. there should be some highly coveted pieces they should always be the case. It's why we have limited edition inserts. Okay. It's why we have, and this goes back all along. Look, 144 Astro Van Arsons was an insane edition size. Okay. It's to me insane that only 44 of them got burned when they were the only burnable insert going into monsters. So one or two a day were being <laughs> basically guaranteed monsters. Fucking hell. Right? Um, but we're down to a hundred of them. They, you know, they sell for 500 tests now because that, you know, a hundred is not that many. Meanwhile, it's a good thing to still have scarce pieces. Even as we look, we have fewer collectors than we had a year and a half ago, quote unquote. I wink when I say the word collector, okay. Um, those people weren't collecting. They didn't give a fuck. They're just flippers. They're just literally just, how can I make the money? How can I get a free thing? And then who will give me money for it? Um, now we we really concentrated and we have so many more people who are actually collecting who don't want to give up their thing. A, because they love it. B, because if they give it up, they'll never get it back. And C, because it continues to give and give and give over time, right? And so as a result... If I make something that's 300 editions, but you have 75 to 100 people seriously collecting them and understanding that one is a death trap, okay? Two is slightly better, okay? Six is comfortable, right? Well, then all of a sudden, even at 300, it's actually pretty scarce. And that's what we see. Let's, let's talk about this real quick. What did you guys take? We haven't talked about this since uh the new base cards came out and um you know hit wallets at what's happening with the market i mean who's uh, what's out there what is sold how what's listed what's i mean we have the largest edition sizes ever for base cards and most of them don't even have one listed for sale i think that i think that speaks exactly to what you're touched on here a minute ago, which is while there may be a fewer number of quote collectors, they're actually collectors, not apathetic speculators um, who are gonna just pop offers and list it the moment it hits their wallet. Um, and this, this feeds into kind of what I was talking about earlier as it relates to holder composition and how available something is. And I think it also, is a function of this 100 tes to participate or a participant token that weeds a lot of riffraff out. Um, 
I think that really can't be understated and how that's a good thing and how it, it I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen anyone say this, but it's not a cash grab. It's designed to effectuate the result that we're seeking, which is to get these into the hands of people who care. And while you're absolutely correct that someone who doesn't give a shit could pay 100 Tez to participate. The fact of the matter is that isn't terribly likely, at least not in present time. People aren't going to toss 100 Tez in and have no inserts to burn to ultimately not hit, or they'll try that once and then not hit and be done with it. So you know, it, it sort of filters things a bit they're going to people who do genuinely care and do understand that, you know, if I have two or three, you know, probably going to want to correlate those, or maybe that's the one I paint, or, you know, then they're not going to say, oh, I got three. Um, yeah, now I'll just list two of them. And let's also not forget that you can get more than one chase in your wallet now. So if you've got three of each of the six cards, that's three chases. Why would you want to sell one of those? Um, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. So I think there are a lot of that. I tried to tie a lot of things together there, but to me, they're all interrelated and linked um, in ways that I don't necessarily think people acknowledge. Any other takes on from, from you, Kitch or Luch on, on secondary, given that these highest editions ever have now hit wallets that are sitting there. People have multiples. Are you, are you, are you surprised Kitch that, the pricing has been as it is or that the listings have been as few as they are? I wouldn't say I'm particularly surprised because we have seen the riffraff head out. And I think it's, uh, I think we're giving the grotto a little too much credit. I think they have been on break and I think a lot of people are just not listing stuff right now, but I don't anticipate a big flood when we start the season back up where people are dumping those cars to try to get something else. I think we might see more movement once the season is over, possibly once everyone's got their chases in line and everything's done with the season, but it's never going to be like it was. I don't think where it's just everyone's listing and, you know, undercutting each other and it's a race, you know, I think at this point, everything's holding its value and people aren't trying to sell it because they want it. You know, like you said, correlating painting. If you have one of these things, it's not enough. If you have two, you can keep one and paint one. You really need five. You know, if you want to correlate, paint one, keep the original. I think if you don't have five, then people are still trying to get to that number. And that's like, that's like mid-tier, I guess, like of the playing. I mean, there's a tier of players that just want one. You know, I got my thing. I'm not going to be able to go anything further than that. My hands are tied. There's another level where it's like, okay, I've got one and I can also paint one, depending on if they can get their hands on paint. There's another level where, you can correlate and keep one, or you can paint and correlate and keep one, or you can have duplicates of correlations, duplicates of the ones you keep, where Luch and Crouton are probably living, where they'll end up having multiples even after they're done, you know, running through all of the uh, permutations that they want. So I think that everyone's playing at different levels, and they all kind of just want the cards that they have at this point. What about you, Luch? Is this what you expected? I, first off, I got to clear the fact that when I just went to look at like market activity, I realized I missed the uh, cabin renovation sale yesterday. 
<laughs> yes. And it's, it's this amazing demonstration of not being in, in time invested and not knowing the value of the team award cards of the stands. Like there's literally a, a demonstrable example of not knowing the value of what you're holding. Um, in the fuck either. Huh? Not giving a fuck. Not it's yeah. believe me, he knows how to look at his price history. This is it's just it's utter laziness. And it's I, funny how it they lasted minutes. Shout out, shout out Dino on the Godzilla grab that I definitely would have been and interested shout out in. Midnight Marauder for being on that stuff. Yeah. E5 uh, for being on that stuff. Pandemic. Pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. It was and you know what? Good, you know. Good, good to see stuff move around to the right people. I, I was working. I was very head down till the evening yesterday. Uh, I probably, I don't have my alerts set up the way I should, but holy shit! Like, if you ever want like the perfect example of something we're talking about, and then seeing it in action, just right there. Um, you know, I the a couple of things on the market set up as far as. Is is your question more around how many sold or how many listed? I'm just wondering, like, what you guys are you surprised at all by it? Is it is it meeting expectations? Either way, I okay. Expectations formed before the season. I would have said there's no way it plays out like this for the secondary. I think there's a lot of not knowing how to. Uh, approach marketing some of these items from the mixed series thing like the obviously there's price slots you should compare to when you're talking about a monster when you're talking about a cat mom and things like that um but i don't know if people were ready for a mature price to purchase a mature price on secondary during the season right if 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 the first four cards are three monsters and a coder i want to say um without having it in front of me i don't think people were prepared to always buy three monsters and a coder if they needed to on on the secondary right uh right. So people who were prepared going into the season where utility were in a great spot and they didn't even know it even though they should right um the listing i would say I'm proud of most people for knowing the value of their things or even holding them to see what they can do with them. Um, we did see a couple sales uh, going into the chase and it was, they were the right moves. And it was, you know, obviously it's pops an eye when you're not paying attention at first, when you say, Oh, it's, it's to finish the chase and it's 760, but you're getting a monster and you're getting a chase card. And you should pull that trigger if that's the one that's in your way immediately. Like I, I commended the couple people that were smart enough to just take care of business when business was available because there wasn't many listings in general. Um, so no, this this didn't play out the way I would have expected. Once it started to fill out, um, I could see us going toward a much stronger collector holder model as as the cards were getting distributed and as the series you know diversity and stuff was playing out because it it doesn't make sense to 
take a chase card from your own hand. It just doesn't. Um, and it doesn't make sense to miss out on these opportunities that haven't been available for two years. You know, these, these haven't been series you could get new of other than one on the team event. But, you know, in any kind of quantity to get uh, several cat bombs, to get several monsters, you know, to get things like that, that just doesn't come up. So um, I did expect a couple people to try to do a little fire sale here and there. And I haven't seen those yet, um, you know, of like panic moves or something. Um, but in general, um, I think having the time when you're trying to line up for a chase and maybe something's available, but you're also trying to like be ready for threesies. Uh, maybe also put a little um, stall on some of the higher secondary stuff, even though it merits it. Um, and when I say higher, I'm only talking Tez height, right? Not comparable to the, to the type. So I think, I think there's a little timing that goes into that um, with some other moves being made, but like the right people are stacking um and the opportunities to buy at a stupid player discount aren't presenting themselves so right yeah no i think that's that's spot on and you know to me i i i think is a testament to it i i hope that i hope we can get to a mindset where um we really do i say this we as, as just the grotto the broader grotto um get it out of our head that like things just aren't as easy as they used to be okay and not lament that and not worry about that that it's actually the best thing that could happen right it's it, this is really what you want you don't want it to be that everybody in the grotto can get everything and um i think like I like we started this out, there was a bit of Pendleton conundruming again, and you know, you shouldn't have done that. Those of you who did, and it it sets us back every once in a while when you do that because it's the reset of an old mindset that was broken, and that really uh, sort of holds things back a little bit. Um, but that said, uh, when you get the chance to get something, be excited that you get it, that you can get it. And when things are beyond you or slip through your fingers, you can lament them, but don't have a chip on your shoulder about it. As long as you're cool and you're around, you'll have many, many, many opportunities at getting all the many things. Uh, but, um, you know, acting like you don't want to be here because you can't get everything, that does, that's really counterintuitive to the whole project. You know, it doesn't, the, the fact that you can't get everything should be a, a positive. That should explain that it's a good place to be. Has TV and have movies made for it been more valuable with a Netflix model? I would say not, right? Like, do people want a Netflix model where everything's theirs and at all time and stuff like that? I would say no. You know, like it just, yeah, you got like, do I, do I have, certain young threesies on my radar that I missed? Yes. Is that good? Yes. Like, I shouldn't have been given the thing when I bullshitted on my Super Bowl form. 
Yeah. You know, I thought, hey, I'm going to try one side. I'm going to try the other side and I'm going to try some random answers. And I didn't put as I mean, I may still have missed, but the level of effort I put in probably matched what I got, which was no hits on that. Right. Like I, I thought it would be funny to try all one side, all the other with the way it was like it just it was a test wrong time to do a personal test right like <laughs> um and and that's that's fine right like it just gotta if 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 all of us have everything nothing has value right and that does go back to that talk about addition size where there is value to those different additions right but it was just kind of the way i, I think we were peeking under the hood just like how we prioritize versus no yeah. value in that you know. Listen, I want to wrap, um, but I want before I want to say one thing, and this is obviously just for people who listen to the end and they made it through and they care about this. But I wanted to thank everybody uh, for all of the wonderful support around the Vellum Show, um, and and in particular everybody that came out for the opening. It was so wonderful, um, and I I look back and I wish maybe that I would have stayed deep into the early morning with everybody. Um, but it was it was a, a, a whirlwind of a month for me. Um, but uh, it, it really the the auctions um, and the turnout that we got for them and, and the guys that picked them up and, and those of you that picked up the extras uh, and the ladies that picked them up, uh, it just means the world to me. And um, and it was it was fun to sell out a gallery show uh, that you know to have that built into my own world already it's pretty remarkable what you guys don't understand is most artists in the world never have that opportunity they've got to rely on their gallery to to get things sold for them um and uh it's making me very appealing in a lot of people's eyes right now this idea that that hey i come with an actual collector base that you know i as, as I got to have so many conversations in the last month with people way outside of the NFT world, way outside of the threesomes world. And to be like, oh, well, yeah, I just had a show. How'd they go? Well, 32 people flew in for the open. What? Like, how is that even possible? Right. And so just uh, honestly, it mean, means so much. And uh, a little thank you to everybody that bought one on the auction. Um, there will be no you you'll play the rest of the season for free no participant no 100 has if you bought if you bought a, a threesies on auction um that's my little thank you back to you guys so that's awesome uh that's much appreciated yeah on behalf of all those uh listening thank you that, yeah uh, i was gonna say is that gonna be a little flag that you click on the form that you know that you did it or <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll listen to the pod <laughs> no it's <laughs> it's still, it's gonna be everybody that bought one that's that's amazing um i i did like in the i, I know you were just wrapping up and, and maybe you want to table this for another time uh, one question i did have that you know we kind of got deep into the project side i was curious because like i saw you know footage from your round table of like people that definitely weren't native to this and things like that were there any questions or viewpoints that you know people brought or anything that stood out to you that just we just haven't brought to it because we all kind of have some similar mindsets or anything or was there anything that caught you off guard in that or um no what 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 happens other is, than the person coming in and saying draw me a rabbit 
Well, yeah, I mean, take those those out of the equation. But <laughs> what happened was they were just stunned. Like they they never conceived that any of that was possible in this realm. And um, Steve Sachs, who runs uh, Bitforms, which is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, digital art gallery in the world for the last 20 years, you know, and he came and he, in fact, he got back to me again today, I had a different conversation and they're like, Steve is just like, I, I never thought any of that was possible. I've never seen that played out. Right. And it was like I was saying yesterday on LFG, like I, a lot of people who are like, holy fuck, this, this is astounding what you're doing over there. Right. Um, and I think maybe that's kind of where I'm, I'm saying like, Hey, you're in a good spot, everybody in the grotto. Like you're in a really good spot. In, in, in celebrate it, enjoy it, be enthusiastic about it. I think we got a little poutiness that you can't get everything all the time. And let's let's enjoy being here because you're on the edge of something absolutely revolutionary. Um, and and you're important to that because you're you're helping drive this thing in ways that like nobody's ever done, right? Like we're creating a new type of art as we go right um and that's that's because i get to you are we're 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 uh we're part of the dialogue which is awesome like you know like <laughs> um but uh, yeah you know but let's let's enjoy that dialogue yeah i we're spilling I, wine all over the carpet jesus mark um oh <laughs> uh, hey threes if i could do one follow-up yeah that, um with with the people you saw in there and with the response something something that i was interested in going into it and knowing that they were you know more of a digital gallery and stuff but still that barrier of open sea how if just just a hypothetical let's say the way that gen 2 was created was a little different and they were pre-done through some algorithm stuff and 33 of them were sitting there and there was the ability to purchase the physical on the spot via auction. And we were also bidding from our remote spots via auction with that. There was both were available. Someone could take on the physical that day, or we could get it on OpenSea, that same item. How many do you think the grotto would have come away with? For Gen 2? You're saying Gen if if well, I'm i and I'm using Gen 2 as the example because that's the physical that's ready. But yeah, say it for Gen three, like say thirty three, and they were prepared. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm merely uh, just thinking. Yeah. So, this. so look, this is a this is a great question. Okay, and we will wrap after this because I've got to I got to go to an open because I'm Mr. Archive. I'm a I'm a I was a, literally I'm an actual artist, <laughs> so I go do art things. It's fucking silly. Anyway, um, I think. If that were the case, and they were it were it were pre presented and produced like that, okay, that the bulk would go outside the grotto, okay, because that's what they want. Look, every goddamn conversation that I've had this last month kind of ends with, hey, how, how about we cut to the chase? Can I just buy the physicals? Hey, how how about I just buy the physical? How about you make physicals for me to buy, okay? And which I have to say, I understand that that's all you know and all you've seen and all of this, 
Okay, I don't get to say that. I don't get to be dismissive of them. Okay, but I, I understand that's what you want. But I'm doing something very different. Okay, and it's it's where there's like this a lot of okay. Well, tell me the moment that you'll do the other thing that I want you to do. <laughs> and it's going to be the it's going to be a process of explaining. Look, I've created the, an entire distribution and production mechanic for art that has never existed and you got to play by my my worldview here a little bit right but you 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 get it i mean and and a lot of the guys sort of the kitsch always talks about playing at different levels it's not about that it's not about the fucking money spent necessarily it's about it's about understanding that like this is a wildly successful project that has got a lot of people who are going to want to be a part of it. And I think the greater grotto and Kitsch, I think you're kind of like the captain of this side. You don't really believe yet. It's a lot of like, well, three, just show me, just like make it happen. And we want it. We hope it happens. But, but it's, it's sort of this idea that like, it's kind of inconceivable that people we don't know are going to want to buy these things. Because I built this very insular, very safe spot where we know everybody and we know all of that. And you get that feeling, oh, well, we don't, Franksy doesn't talk about you or, or you know, fucking Farouk isn't really, pipe, you know, hyping up your project. Okay. Yeah, they're not. And that's why we're still here. I will keep the good fucking hair in this project. Fuck you, Farouk. <laughs> <laughs> but, but a part of that is that I, that's why we're still here. Okay. It's why we built out and, and built out a whole thing where other people are definitely coming in the near future. Some of them. Okay. Uh, and in the not so, uh, not so distant future, a lot of them, I believe. Okay. And people that are, they don't fucking know what a pudgy penguin is. Okay. Um, and so I get it. I get it that the the kitchen. A lot of the guys are kind of like surprised still when when I talk this way, and that's fine. And, and as long as you you keep your head above water, you don't don't get kicked out of the grotto somehow. You'll be here to see it happen, right? And you'll see you'll see like you'll you'll get you'll get the spoils of all of that. But Gruton and and Luch and Eli Trader and Ratro and Tex are all very much seeing. The percolations here and reading the room and saying oh okay this is about to to be a very different place right it's a very different project when people we don't know intimately are buying this stuff and so i think that i think you're, you're right on that and i think it's happening and it's um but you know i just really appreciate the the everybody that, that got us through uh on that and um I've got I'm ready for the season. So it's going to be a fun one. Is it next week? Next, Like I said, next week, get all the dust and cobwebs off and, and get back to knowing what you're doing and then get ready for things to change a bit in the following week. Woo. Final thing before we wrap, uh, I wanted to kind of touch on one thing you said there at the end when you said that people just want to skip to the end and, hey, can I just buy that physical? You know, that, that reminds me of you know, Jeff, who didn't want to participate on Tez, but did when it would come to ETH and 
boy, that didn't really work out that great now, did it? Because if you'd been collecting on Tez all this time, it would have been an opportunity for you to bridge your stuff to ETH. Um, unrelated, but I wanted to point that out that, you know, I think some more trust should be, um, you know, you've earned it and you've been right all along. You haven't you know, failed, you've not failed to deliver yet. And, you know, even if you didn't understand the the Tez, you know, angle or whatever, um, if you believed there was, there is a chance to bring it all over to ETH. I mean, you can have Chuck Hinton ETH pieces here in the not too distant future. Um, and, you know, whether that's, you know, the Tez example or whether that's not understanding fully how important threesies are or not understanding why we have to pay 100 Tez or why we have to use a participant token or not understanding why we shouldn't Pendleton conundrum. You know, even if you don't get it now, I think we should all just more or less listen and you'll see when the time's right. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I think we're, we're, we should be at this point with the grotto at a point where I can say, hey, how about you trust me on this one, okay? We talked about, hey, for the last year, okay, focus on the trust part, okay? And and each and every one of the drops and each and every one of the things was built around that and then my delivering and showing you how they, how they play, right? Um, even if we go back to something like Pepe, okay? We just saw a drop by five artists, okay? Four of them are in museums, okay? Widely held in museums, some of them, okay? And those were that were also because of the Pepe drop. Like Chris Truman had to burn Pepe's in order to make those drops happen to open to open that up. And that's scratching the surface of where we are there, right? Um, but yeah, just how if you don't get it and you're you're not quite sure, just be cool. Don't sell your stuff. Hang around and trust. Do what you're told. <laughs> oh yeah. Crouton said it, not me. I'm lighthearted threes now. Kombucha no powered for... art house threes is my favorite. <laughs> yes. Kombucha drinking threes. <laughs> His gut bacteria is on point. Oh, it's so fucking good. Also, Kombucha I... drinking gallery showing. He's <laughs> a billionaire now. From Monday, I have not had uh, Die Dr. Ever five weeks. Fucking awesome. Wow. I know. I'm uh, proud of you, but also kind of sad. I know. Well, believe me, I, I, I got many, many texts from Dr. Pepper that I'm ignoring right now. They're no uh, longer a sponsor of the pod, so. Well, now, now that you're, uh, you're drinking kombucha and you've got billions of probiotics in your gut and you've got billions of, uh, you know, trash. I mean, what does it feel like? That's my final question. What does it feel like to be a billionaire several times over? <laughs> Um, I couldn't have done it without you guys. Trash King. Pepe, trash. Gut health. Trace comas times three. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. I'll see you on Sunday night for Casual OFG. And uh, I'll see everybody on Monday for the real thing. All right. I'm out. Bye, everyone.